Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juice in the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracing. And I am Corbin Heller. Fellow host. And, uh, you know, today we did a lot of new stuff on Thursday because the Astro stuff had happened. And we talked about the NFL playoffs. And I guess we'll be talking a little bit about in general NFL playoffs today. But with this Monday's episode, because there's not a lot of news going on, uh, NFL, as I just said, <laughs> is in the middle of the playoffs. MLB, the biggest thing going on is the Astro scandal. There's nothing else really to talk about. Um, we figured we would just have some fun with uh, with stats and shit. Like, low-key. That sounds like a kid's book. Fun with statistics. Stats and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of book that I would buy for my kid. Stats and shit. <laughs> Yo, Get smarter, dumbass. That's like It's like the, the hip stats professor's <laughs> own textbook. <laughs> Today, kids, we're going to be reading from my book, Stats and Shit. Um, my stats professor was an 80-year-old Italian man that refused to speak above a whisper. <laughs> so, he did not write that book. He sounds like a treat. He was not. Nice fellow, but oof. But not, not but not a treat? No, not a treat. <laughs> uh, so, f- first off, actually, I, had, I finally went back and listened to the episode where Corwin and I made our score predictions... For the divisional round, and uh, it's a mixed bag. I'll put it that way. It's a very mixed bag. So where do you want to... St- I guess we'll start with the first one. So <laughs> yeah, things usually start. Vikings-Niners. Final score was 27-10. to 10. Do you have any recollection to what your score prediction was? Uh, I feel like the 27 for the 49ers isn't going to be terribly far off. I definitely guessed more than 10 points for the Vikings. Yeah, so this is the thing. You and I were both pretty close in different ways on this one. Your guess was 28 to 20. Mm. So you were off by one point for the Niners and then 10 points for the Vikings. My guess was 32 to 20, which is not necessarily close to either, uh, but the 12-point differential in mind is closer to the actual game differential. So... We both got the game right. Neither of us got the score right, but we both kind of understood what the game was going to be. Yeah, I'll put it that way. The next one we cannot say that about. <laughs> um, the next one is Baltimore, Tennessee. Did anyone guess this correctly? No, 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 they didn't. <laughs> so, what is your rec- so the actual score was Titans twenty eight, Ravens twelve. Do you have any recollection of what your actual score prediction was? Uh, I have a feeling, I guess, 42 points for the Ravens and like 20, maybe like 24, 28 for the Titans. Your guess was t- thir- 34 for Baltimore, Oof. 20 for Tennessee. So a 14-point differential, which is actually pretty close to the actual differential, just in the exact opposite direction um, and lower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, <laughs> my my guess was 46 to 18. Yikes. Which is a 28-point differential, which is how many points were scored by Tennessee. <laughs> uh, so not even close. So we both get this one wrong and wrong, uh, although you can get some half credit on the differential there. You know what? Uh, for this game, I don't even want credit. Like, f- this we got so complete. Like, we shouldn't even be trying to get credit for this because of how bad it was. Yeah, we were not close at all. Uh, the next one, eh, Kansas City-Houston, what was your recollection of this score? Um, 
I definitely know I didn't get differential, and I know I guessed way lower for points for each team. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, so we both went with a three-point differential, which I don't know why we did that. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, you went with 24-21. I went with 31-28. So, you were definitely closer. I mean, yeah, I was going to say... in. It's not even fair to say, though, because I'm still off by... Like, 31 was the losing score right. by 20 points. <laughs> um, so we both got the call right, but the scores, we were both very far off. Mm-hmm. The last one, Seattle-Green Bay. Remember what you picked? Uh, I know I picked Seattle. So you did. This is the only one up. we disagreed on. Yeah. Uh, you picked Seattle to win 31-28. I picked Green Bay to win, to win 24-21. Um, in reality, Green Bay did win twenty-eight to twenty-three. So I was I was two points shy on getting the differential right, and uh, y- yeah, you know, a handful of points shy. It was a one-score game, probably which, which we both got. Overall, probably the closest any of our guesses got. To I, was gonna, I was going to say the, this score is my closest get, mm. and the San Francisco score is definitely your closest yeah. get. So overall. Uh, we each had one good score prediction, and then I went three for four with game predictions. You went two for four because you bet on nasty, nasty Seattle. <laughs> so, uh, NFC, not too hard to predict. AFC, fucking Wild yeah, West. Yeah, AFC, go fuck Wild West. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly, I, I listened back to my score prediction and reasoning for the AFC Championship game, and it made me laugh because... <laughs> Yeah, it is the wild fucking West. And me predicting Tennessee to win 35-32 to 32 <laughs> would be the perfect way to wrap up this AFC season. Oh, of course. Do um, you remember what you picked that game to be? Nope. 34-19 <laughs> for, uh, for Kansas City. You did not okay. pick Tennessee to win. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know why I thought we predicted this before. Like, we just guessed random teams, but I'm stupid, so that's You funny. know what's funny is we just made these predictions four days ago. Yeah, well, we are incredibly dumb. <laughs> Listen, if you guys aren't aware of how bad my memory is at points, it's oof. We're big stupid dum dums. We are big stupid dum dums. <laughs> um, I'm dum dum. Give me gum gum. Wow, that's a throwback reference, right? Um, Night at the museum. Is the first one, right? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, you you made the quote. It's true. I would be the right guy. All right. So, <laughs> I wanted to look at bulks today. Of course you did. And uh, I figured I would just run it to see who who has the most bulks in franchise history. So, if you're unaware... Single, single team or player in a... Team. Career. Uh, okay. A fran- franchise. Okay. Yeah. Which franchise has the most all-time? Which has it the most in a single season? All-time... And I made some exclusion starting at 1900 because there was a lot of weird teams that played from like 1871 to 1878 who had like six bulks. And it's like, well, that's just not fun. <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who this is. Who The, the Pittsburgh Burgers counted. Um, that is a real team, by the way. Pittsburgh the Pit- Burgers. The Pittsburgh Burgers are a real team. Were they owned by the Primanti brothers? Oh my God! Primanti they should be. Brothers. Oh God! The Primanti brothers should. If they're, if the Primanti brothers softball league team is not named the Pittsburgh Burgers, they, they, they should be arrested. They should close Primanti brothers for that. 
Ah, uh, that's perfect. I'm so mad I didn't think of that. Um, it's that just reminds me of the time where I went to the Primanti Brothers in State College for the first time and did not realize that at night it turns into a nightclub. And boy, did I not get my sandwich that night. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's concern number one. Um, excuse, excuse me. Can I get the pastrami on rye? Can I get my french fries out there? Well done, please. <laughs> Sir, we are currently in the midst of bumping and grinding. <laughs> Would you mind coming back later? <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny as fuck. That's exactly what my priority would be, too. Shut up, P-Mans. Not even going to lie. So, off the jump, and some of this is intuitive because, like, some franchises are older than other franchises, but between the years uh, 1900 and now, what team do you think has the most balks? And what do you think that is? Um, What number? In a single season? No, no, all time, all time. Uh, Fucking, like, 30? I don't know. Like, I don't even know where to possibly guess this because I. All right. Oh, so I was going to say. So recapping first off, Oda Balk is if you're unaware. <laughs> it's when you we do don't know th- either. <laughs> when you do the thing. Oh man, I really wish I brought up the copy pasta from Reddit about what a bulk is. It's, it's, it's actually that's actually from 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 John Boyce. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's originally from John Boyce. Oh, that's awesome. Who's a wonderful personality in the world of sports. His deadpan mode of speaking and all of his chart party videos that look like they're from a class presentation in 1983. Uh, anyway. You know what? I just realized you meant John Boyce and not John Boys. Yeah, not John Boy. I was John like, oh, wow. John, John Boy must have been around for a while. And it's like, oh, no, no. John Boyce. Yes. First name, last name. Yes. <laughs> not not Jimmy O'Brien, <laughs> a.k.a. John Boy. Um. A balk is when a pitcher makes a deceptive, at least this is the intent, deceptive move in order to fool the runner, and then the runner on base gets to all advance one base. So that could be um, picking your leg up, putting it down, and not throwing. That's a balk. Uh, it could be something as stupid. It could be something as stupid, and this has happened as. Not declaring to the umpire you're switching from pitching in the windup to pitching in the stretch, or vice versa, because you had to declare that, which I didn't know until last season. Uh, I think I also just learned that very. Recently. I think I told it to you. I think I think that's how you you learned. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and if there's no one on base, balks obviously don't matter because they only apply to people on base. The batter doesn't get to advance; only runners get to advance. So if you're a pitcher and you are unhappy with something and you pick your pitching leg up and put it down stomping out of anger and uh, you didn't throw the ball it it's not a balk it would have been a balk if there was a guy on first but it's not a balk because no one was there and you're weird um, so that's what a balk is kind of it, yeah exactly <laughs> kind of there have been balks for stupid fucking things there's I, a pitcher got a balk last season for spitting balks for all kinds of dumb shit no one knows I've never known of a rule that is so poorly understood by both fans players announcers possibly the umpires slash referees themselves just no one it's so poorly defined and 
the MLB has such has done such a poor job of defining it, even with I'll, I'll call it hysteria of people just upset with that. We have a rule that gets called far too often for seemingly whatever reason the umpire feels like that day. And especially in a game where the umpire's egos are so fucking inflated. It's just, it's pure chaos. The The bulk rule is like, it's that one friend you've had for like your whole life and now you guys are adults and he all he does is like get drunk and ruin events, but he doesn't come to all of them. But when he does show up, it's like fucking nonsense. Like no one knows what set him off. Like everyone wants him to leave and they don't want him there, but like they don't want to start a conflict and like tell him he has to go. And that's the bulk. The bulk is that rule from the 1800s that like is just there and no one wants to create a stir. And he's never invited. He just shows up. He's never invited. And and you don't know when he's coming. <laughs> it's not like he texts the group chat like, yo, can't wait to get turned to this bar. He, he, he just arrives. No one knows how he found the plans. You didn't tell him you were going there. <laughs> you it's have not a on separate Facebook. group chat without yeah. him in it so that he doesn't get the plans in the first place. And, that, and that's the bulk rule uh, in uh, essence. Or as we like to call Kevin. Kevin Tory. <laughs> anyway, no, that's not true, Matt. I'm sorry. Uh, Does he even listen to this? I highly doubt. It. <laughs> so, is that your guess? The 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 the, the um, franchise leading team has 30 balks for the the history of the franchise. 70 balks. Final answer. So, do you have a team you want to ascribe that to? Um, I the first team that came to my head was the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I have a strong suspicion they aren't going to lead this. I'll say the New York Yankees. Uh, Yankees on this list are 19th. Uh, the real champion of balking, the 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 MVB, oh, most valuable balkers, huh? Don't be the Pirates. It's not. It's oh it's God. it's the other team in Pennsylvania. Hey, the Phillies. It's Let it's the guys. Phillies. It is the Philadelphia Phillies. 719. <laughs> <laughs> I said 30, and you were like, is that what you want to go with? I was like, I kind of want to add a zero, but I feel like that would be way too high. So not only would 30 be so comically low, the team with the least is the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they just started in 1998, so they've been around for 21 seasons, or 22. I always forget if you should count it or not. And they have 121. And you guessed 30. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Josh, I'm fucking stupid. This is, I don't know why I find this to just be so, so San, so all the, all the teams in the top eight were founded the same year, 1900. So number one is the, the Phillies with, with 719, uh, fo- followed by the San Francisco Giants, 659. And then, uh, then, then your pirates, <laughs> top five in something, six hundred fifty-one. Oh, oh, that one hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. That one hurt. <laughs> uh, let's make it feel better though. The Cubs, uh, six hundred forty-five. Only six, six balks behind. We can we, they catch you? We can beat them this year. I guess that would be beating them. The Dodgers are fifth with six hundred forty-four. Uh, then it just goes down. The 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 most recently founded team. <laughs> Oh, of course, of course. What do you think? So, of all the top thirteen teams in bulks, 
All right, twelve of the thirteen teams were founded before nineteen oh one or or so not were founded, but were playing baseball in nineteen hundred or nineteen oh one. One team is from the expansion era. I would like if you had to guess what sad sack franchise that I would was. Like just based off of I can't see the screen. I'm just basing this off of your reaction, and I'd like to put a hundred dollars on it. The Baltimore Orioles. Oh, it's not the Fuck. Orioles. It's not the Orioles. Thank God you're not an actual bookie. <laughs> I, I, I am not the Baltimore Orioles are actually super good at not balking. Uh, where are you? Ah, uh, they're sixteenth. Yeah, they got, they got, they got, they got four hundred and eighty-one there. Uh it's it, you're gonna get it though. I might hit the Mets. <laughs> Uh, it's, <laughs> it's the Mets. It's it's the it's the Mets. Um, uh, can I just mention that uh, the Mets are still a dumpster fire with just this Carlos Beltran, everything involved. It's hilarious. It's fucking. It's a true comedy of errors like, in the greatest if, sense. If you were to make a Venn diagram <laughs> <laughs> of teams involved in this scandal, the Mets. The Mets wouldn't even be touching anything. <laughs> and they still lost their manager. <laughs> because of his fucking knees going off on Twitter. <laughs> I don't even know if she's really causing this or if it's even the real niece anymore. Just So it's not. The idea behind it. <laughs> Sorry. It's just... It's just you, know, you know what also... Uh, so many things to talk about with that. So first off, it's not his. It's not his niece. Yeah, I Ga- saw that. I Gar- honestly don't Gary know Sheffield Jr., Gary Sheffield's son, yeah. the the fringe Hall of Famer Gary Sheffield, his son was actually saying it's a it's a player. Really? Yeah. Ooh. He's saying that that's a player's burner account. I really hope it's ooh what Astros player? Which would make sense be? because because she, she uh, in quotes she didn't just break the Beltron firing. She also broke the Beltron hiring. And she also broke like a few other like small little news pieces throughout like her very limited stuff. So what, it, what if it's Carlos Beltran's burner or burner account? Oh, that'd be beautiful. Oh, that'd be beautiful. The other thing with the Mets, apparently they never asked Carlos Beltran if he was involved in the scandal. What? Apparently, Brody Van Wagenen had an, uh, a Who's phone. That? A, the, huh? Who's that? Uh, the Mets GM. Okay, thank you. He had he had a phone call, conference call with like journalists, and he told them they just never asked. <laughs> they <laughs> they at no and not not like when he got hired, like even in the interview when he got hired that it, it they didn't even ask after that. They at no point in having Carlos Beltran be associated with the Mets in a post player's career. Did they ask him, hey, how deep involved are you in this? Like, we won't report you or any of that stuff, but, like, we need to know before we start paying you money to be involved in our franchise, how involved, can you be implicated on this report? And they just never, it it never came up. It never, you know how many people would love to have the shady shit they did not come up in job interviews? Yeah, Aaron Hernandez. Well, he's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> we will be talking about that in the near future, but... I can't wait. Yeah. I, I, the, how inept of a franchise do you have to be to just... 
hey, dude, you got accused of, like, cheating, and you might never be allowed to be involved with baseball ever again. Uh, do we have any reason to be worried? Nah, fuck that. We'll just roll with it. See what happens. Because what makes it worse is, like, it's not just... Like, these allegations did start coming public in November, but they've been circulating baseball since twenty late 2017, early 2018. Like, they've been around forever. And the Mets being, you know, in baseball, I would say, I would say um, <laughs> you, you would think that they would have, like, heard one or two of them. <laughs> and they just, like, either they did and they were like, ah, it's Carlos. <laughs> he didn't do it. Or, I wonder if, like, guys within the front office were, like, talking about it internally and brought it up. And Carlos just goes, I don't know, while he does, like, a comically <laughs> shrugging of his shoulders. And they're like, Carlos, I love you, dude. Or or he was like, yes, I'm involved. But if you can, if you hire me, I can get us Jake Marisnik. <laughs> or Josh Reddick, whichever one of those useless fuckers they traded for. Um, <laughs> and they were like... Perfect. <laughs> we were one Josh Reddick away <laughs> from winning the World Series. Oh, man. God, I love the Mets. <laughs> I hope they balk a hundred times this season. So, of course, of course, they're the first expansion era team. The second expansion era team listed is the Houston Astros. Um, uh, time is a flat circle. <laughs> 494 bucks. So, I wanted to see uh, uh, which team had the most distance on average between uh, their bulks by game. Okay. All right, so I just took the number of games and divided it by bulks, and the team... Oh, I should... Real quick, the team with teams with the fewest bulks? I guess I should read that, too. Um, uh, let me guess the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays? Yes. Uh, right. it, this is literally just the expansion teams. Um, uh, or at least the most recent, mo- the most recent teams. Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Tampa Bay Rays. Arizona Diamondbacks, the Florida Marlins, the Colorado Rockies, and the um, Toronto Blue Jays. I also do have like six, uh, uh, nine, nine other teams from the pre-MLB teams having things era. That is actually their official designation. Yeah, that's that's, that's what they call them, and in, uh, in in baseball, uh, they don't matter. And I'm not going to read them because I don't know what the symbols stand for. Well, thank you for bringing that up. But, yeah, they're here. I just wanted to let you, I just wanted to keep you all in the loop at what I'm looking at. <laughs> uh, so the team that balks or has the most games between balks, so i.e. the best at not balking, is the Yankees. Oh, I didn't even plan that one. Oh, fuck you. Thank Boo. you. Thank you. Thank That's you. why we hate the Yankees. Boo. So they balked 469 times, but they take – oh, it's a tie – 39 games between balks because they played 18,306 games. Uh, the second the second team, or the, the team they're tied with for most games between balks is uh, <laughs> the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. The phenomenal franchise, the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the That's ti- probably the only thing they don't fuck up. Uh, God, I was going to say something else, but no, they, they fuck up everything. <laughs> they, haven't been, they haven't been good, good. Since, like, Ty Cobb. <laughs> All right. That's not true, but it's almost true. But you believed us for a second, and why? And that's why that's a like, good point. Like, if I told you that the Detroit Tigers haven't won the World Series since Ty Cobb was in baseball, would you believe me? 
Yeah, probably. I I have to I have to look it up now. Um because I actually don't know. I'm gonna say no, I feel like they had a win when they had Harmon Killebrew. Um <laughs> of course. Harmon Killebrew. Eighty. Eighty grade baseball name. Yeah, that's a pretty damn good one. Eighty grade baseball name. Uh they won the World Series their most recent win. Okay. Over under. Forty years ago. Over. Under. Really? Nineteen eighty four. Okay, I wasn't alive then, so I don't feel bad. Yeah, 20 years after Ty Cobb died. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe your statement wasn't completely accurate. How many World Series wins do you, th- do you think they have? Titles, I mean. Um, Three? Four. Really? Ain't that some shit, though? That team was started, like, in the 1800s. And that's the thing that was, like, I want to say gets my goat because it doesn't. Uh, but, like, when people give the Yankees shit for, like, you won 27 rings back when there was only eight teams or whatever. Like, yeah, like. There were other teams around there. They just were... The the Tigers have existed for over 100 years. And they have four World Series titles. Yeah. That's so... It's not good. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I get, like, your chances go down as, you know, 30 oh, teams. Oh, yeah. Expansion are certainly... Whatever. Like, the there are arguments against that point. At the same time, that's still not a good thing. No. No, no it's not. Uh, Which, which team... Teams, do you think have the least games between their bulks? I.e., they bulk at a higher rate. Uh, Probably won't be the Orioles. The Mets are probably leading it. They are second. Ooh. Um, I don't know. The San Diego Padres. Oh, dads, nice. (laughs) Oh, dad. Uh, so the Yankees and Tigers bulk once every thirty-nine games. Which means that they're going to bulk like four or five times a season on average. I'm sure that number is decreasing every year yeah. for every team just because I I can't I feel like you don't see a lot of bulks anymore. I'm sure a lot more were called a lot earlier on in the game. Uh, regardless, what do you think the, the average time between bulks was for the Padres who lead this category? Uh, every 18 games. Oh, you're so fucking close. 17.2 for the dad, 17.3 for the Mets, so they're barely not damn, the worst. Damn. Could you could you imagine? That's them balking once every, like, 11 games. Or, sorry, sorry 11 times a season. 11, 11 balks a season. No, like, nine. Nine balks a season. Fuck me. It's like nine balks a season. That's really bad. That's like twice a month. That's really not good, guys. I mean, granted, like, there's a lot of pitches in over the course of a season, so it's not, like, the end of the world, but, like, that's really shitty. That And that that's kind of the, what's interesting about the distribution of these teams because are Balks an indication of talent? <laughs> no, not even a little. And that's what makes it weird that the worst team are at the bottom of this list and the best team like here's the bottom five it's it's the Padres the Mets the Astros the Nationals and the Rockies five teams who historically speaking are not good the um does this Padres, mean that the Padres are going to win the next World Series I hope so because <laughs> um, it's not the Mets <laughs> <laughs> it's not the but Padres historically not a good team the, the Mets despite two World Series yeah two World Series wins not a historically good team uh, Houston, despite what they are right now, historically not a good team. The Nationals, yeah, even with right now, they're not a good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might have one tricky World Series in there. But. 
Uh, Colorado, historically not a good team. And it, it extends. The next team after that's Seattle. Uh, but if you go to the top of this list, the Yankees, historically a good team. Detroit, uh, not. Exceptions to the rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next team is Baltimore. <laughs> well, actually, believe it or not, historically is actually a good team, despite their recent failures. Because <laughs> don't forget, the the Orioles at some point had like Jim Palmer on the team and Brooks Robinson and... Um, um, Sorry, there's a guy whose name I can't fucking think of. Um, up. <laughs> uh, uh, Eddie Murray. They had Eddie Murray. They uh, like, it's actually Eddie Murphy. He's a comedian. Oh, very it. famous. Dolomite is his name. Uh, um, and and they had uh, uh, the guy who played forever, Cal Ripken Jr. Like like they actually do have a decent success his history of success. Um, so think about. That. Although the next one, I I can't argue, make any arguments for it's the White Sox. Um, they won a World Series once. Well, they at one point won a series that they no longer can say they. I am so bad at the English language. Sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> but then like Boston, Minnesota, Oakland, St. Louis, like there's a lot of successful teams up near the top. So it's right. weird. This should not be an indication of skill. Honestly. Uh, I don't think there is any indication here. I think it's just completely random, and it just happens to be, you know, bad teams finish at the bottom, the Yankees finished at the top, and it's a bunch of random BS all throughout the middle. So just to make this uh, a little bit, I don't know if it's more illustrative or if it's the same, just in a different form of presentation, on an inning basis, the Yankees will throw uh, a bulk, or I guess you don't throw a bulk. You achieve, You earn. You earn a bulk. <laughs> the Yankees get called on a bulk once every 349 innings. Okay, that's a lot of games. That is a lot. Um, that's a lot of innings. the The Padres will get called on a bulk once every 154 innings. Still a lot. But like but a, a pitcher. Big but like one pitcher will throw 154 innings in in, in a season. Right. Like one low end starter will throw that. Mm-hmm. So just a. Just to put it in perspective for you. All right. Can we look up who has the most balks in their career all time? I certainly can try. And if uh, we could figure out who the active leader is. And I don't know why. I'm just going to assume it's going to be like John Lester. Ooh, John Lester is a great guess for that. Um, just because I feel like he's fucked up the throw to first base enough times. So I'm just looking up just straight up, just, just balking it. Balkan it. Would, would, would you? Now that would have been a good name for this podcast. Ah, oh, Balkan it would be a great name is, for this uh, podcast. Is over a year too late to uh, re? Uh, I'm I'm forgetting the I'm vocabulary waiting. word <laughs> that I am looking for. Re name. Fuck, it's on the top of my head. No re re not reestablish. Ah, fuck it. You guys don't care anyway. Why can't? Why isn't Balk one of the options I can sort by? That feels silly. I'm upset that that is not a possibility. Wins, I feel like losses, he, shutouts, relief didn't appearances. Didn't you just search for box? That's the thing. Oh, is the, it BK? Uh, yeah, it is. That's my mistake. I'm so sorry. Uh, let's see. My my Show is Show me the money. Uh, what 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 time period do you think this person's from? Oh, uh 1920s. Uh 1965. Steve yeah. Steve Carlton bulked ninety times, which is tw- twice as many as the next person on this list. Bob Welch who threw forty five. 
90 balks. Phil Necro. And he he I pitched he pitched in his age from his age 20 to his age 43 season. Oof. He had 254 complete games. Uh Holy, what that's like a is mod- this man. Whoa, I'm so confused. That cuz that's ridiculous. Oh my god, that's a lot of complete games. Randy Johnson had 33 balks. So Steve Carlton, very much so in the Hall of Fame, four-time Cy Young winner, ten-time All-Star, Gold Glove, Triple Crown, two World Series titles, and an ERA title, 90.2 WAR, a career 3.22 ERA, 741 games. He has two saves, two saves, 5,200 innings pitch, and a career 1.2. I feel like that's a weird statistic of his to freak out about. Out of all the things you just said, two saves. I think it's just funny. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, he has yeah. led the MLB in a lot of categories a lot of times. Yeah, there's a lot of black ink here. Yeah. A whole lot. This is one hell of a peak. Uh, wow, that's a fuck ton of balks. 95. Yeah. That's more than I guessed in the history of, like, not the history of MLB, but, like, franchise leaders. Maybe this is why the uh, Phillies were kind of high. But he played. Oh, no, I was gonna say he he played mostly for St. Louis, but he didn't. He did play mostly for Philly. Where can I? Ah, uh, Balks. So he he never oh, led the league in Balks. That's the, what? that's the really surprising part about this. He never led the league in Balks. He just balked up. He just balked it up for forever. So he had, he had his balkingest season. <laughs> I love this. In, in, at age thirty four, and then his he tied his second most balkingest seasons. 37 and 38 with 9. 34, he threw 11. And then, so he mostly balled as an old man because in his age 20 seasons, so, all right, so. Maybe, hold, maybe he developed Parkinson's. Hold on. I'm in, I'm in a whole tangent now. So I need to sort this by age again because this is this is just too much for me to handle. So he threw his, so age 20 season, he only played in, in, in 15 games, zero, zero balks. Age 21, he only played in nine games, but he did bulk for the first time. Thus started the the Hall of Fame trajectory of his career. <laughs> then he didn't bulk one time for the next three seasons. He threw his next bulk in his age 25 season. He only threw one. And then 26, none. 27, he threw two, was an all-star. Uh, <laughs> and won the Cy Young. <laughs> for the fourth time. Well, First time. First time Cy Young. First time Cy Young, fourth time. Next all-star. year, he threw none. And then his age 29 season, he threw four bulks. So all together, in his age 20 season... He balked it up eight times. So think about that. He played. He played in 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 uh, 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 three hundred and ten games, one hundred thirty one of which were complete games, and only eight balks. He's going to throw <laughs> from his age thirty season on eighty two more balks. <laughs> wow, wow! It's such an uneven distribution. All right. Oh wow. So age thirty starts off rough. Age thirty, he threw seven balks. So hold on, his thirties. Here, here's his balks by year. All right, eight, starting from age 30. 7, 3, 7, 7, 11, 7, 4, 9, 9, 7. What the fuck? Like, and that's, it completely falls off once he turns 40. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, get, I'll get to the 40 in a second because, boy, do I not understand that at all. Um all right, so so j- just just to total it up for you, from age thirty to thirty nine, he played in uh, three hundred and forty seven games, so a relatively similar number, a little bit higher. And stop, he balked seventy one times in his thirties. So he balked eight times in his twenties. He balked seventy 
one times in his 30s. That I can I can feel confident saying that is too much bulking. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then for the rest of his career, he only bulked 11 times Uh, by year, starting with his age 40 season. He bulked four times and then four times and then four times (laughs) and then and then one time. Which um, doesn't come out to eleven, but I okay, uh, yeah, wow, that is. I do you think they subtracted the one at the end there, instead of adding the one? Yeah, I don't know how that math works. I don't know how this math. Oh, I selected the 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 one at the end there by mistake. No, I just don't know how this math works. It does. It doesn't matter. Uh, he balked a lot. That's what matters the most. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong categories. <laughs> that 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 was uh, j- just for that though. That that uh, I got everything else right. That was uh, uh, the other thing. So by <laughs> by year, his bulks starting at age forty season were two, two, five, and two. That makes sense. There that we go. Adds up. That is a hilarious career Jesus. history in bulking. So, all right, so now we need to find the active leader in uh, career uh, bulks, and then I want to figure out who the single season leader is. Okay, so active. Uh, can I can I choose that? I feel like you have to have that option somewhere. Uh, one would think. Oh, active. Yes, there we go. I knew it was going to be a fucking button. All right, the active leader. John Lester, please. Inbox is Clayton Kershaw. Wow, wow this is not the list I would be expecting. I guess it makes sense. These are dudes who have played a long time, so just have time to rack it up. So Clayton Kershaw is the most with 20. Uh, actually, the top 10 fittingly is the only group that has people with more than 10 in it. Uh, it's Clayton Kershaw with 20, Justin Verlander with 19, CeCe Sabathia, who is no longer active, but was, I guess, for up until the season. Yes, with 17, tied with Anibal Sanchez, also 17. Johnny Cueto uh, in a big old tie with Cole Hamels and Clayton Richard, or Richard, I always forget, with 14. Um, and uh, Jorge Dolorosa with 11, and then a tie between Matt Andres and Hector Santiago with 10. How is De La Rosa considered an active player if he did not play last season? Uh, I guess maybe he hasn't formally declared his retirement. Interesting. John Lester wouldn't even come up. Can you... Uh, so that means John Lester has fewer than two balks. I just refuse to. I, I, that. I, that's exi- the, literally the... It, Exact verbiage I was going to use, um, because he has to. His pickoff moves are so bad. Like, I can't even like predicting who would lead the league in balks. Just is difficult because it's nonsense. When you don't know what a balk is, it's hard to predict it. Um, but I don't know how John Lester has one balk. It came in his 2008 season. All right. Well, he's. Cl- we need to investigate John Lester for cheating with the way he tries to pick people off of first base. Well, I mean, in if case, we're being honest, he just stopped doing it for a while. In case you don't know who John Lester is, just to illustrate how bad he is of a pitcher at throwing people out at first base, there was a year where he was considering the bounce pass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and you know what? When he doesn't intend to use the bounce pass, it still ends up being a bounce pass. Like, that's how fucking bad he is. Uh, I, yeah. Go figure. What was the other thing you wanted to look up? Um, Single season leaders in bulks. 
the single. It's it's got to be our boy, whatever his name was. But he didn't even lead the league. In oh, you're right. That he season. didn't. Yeah. Fuck. God, this is. I I I don't know, my friend, and I'm dying to find out. Um, active is either. Let's get some results. The single season leader in bulks. Oof, that's a high number. Oh my god. Dave Stewart threw sixteen bulks in a season. Yikes. You know what's crazy though? He also played he also pitched thirty seven games, led the led all of led the league. Fourteen complete games led the league. Two hundred seventy five point two innings pitched led the league. So that's actually I would I would take that. Yeah. That seems that seems pretty amazing. You advance batters sixteen times, but you gave up sixteen additional bases. But I mean, fuck it. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not that credulous. I don't think that's the right word. I knew what you were saying. Um, credulous. So th- th- that that, that that's is. who that's who beat up Bob Welch. Um, or not Bob Welch. Who we're looking at? Steve Carlton. Yeah. Um, so the 1988 season, there was holy shit. Almost all of these numbers are from 1988. 1988, what? the year of the bulk. Oh my God! Look, and at, how did Steve Carlson not lead it that year when there's nobody in 1979 ahead of him? Oh, that's another fascinating question. I have no idea. Look, all of these guys are 1988. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. The 19. We need to look into what happened in 1988 <laughs> because they had to have changed the rules to increase the number of bulks. I, I I'm flabbergasted. It's like. There's in the top like 25. There's like five guys on there who weren't in 1988 when they were had all these. It it. Can I'm I look at, up I'm like bad at words? Can I but, like, look this up is, mm. like? All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna do it. Can I? Should I do it by 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 team? Okay. But, there there's a uh, article from the Los Angeles Times from April seventeenth, nineteen eighty eight entitled the bulk has become the talk of baseball pitchers might come to discernible stop but many have not hesitated to sound off on rule enforcement it was rewritten for 1988 ah um requires a pitcher in the set position to come to a single complete and discernible stop with both feet on the ground um Man, I don't know. Yeah, I I am I'm at a loss here. What? What? In an one inning of an exhibition game on March seventh, nineteen eighty eight, Texas Rangers pitcher Charlie Huff was called for seven balks. Jesus. Roger Clemens was called three times on opening day. Three times? Matching his total for the entirety of the 1987 season. This is unbelievable. I This is... I, I want to read the... So in 1988, uh, there was 136 balks called in the first 122 games. Okay. So in 1987, there was 31 in the first 126 games. This is insane. So just just so you can see a little bit of what Cor and I are talking about, the uh, the year 
so I have this list right now sorted by players, um, or sorry, by by the number of balks a player threw in a season. So it shows player name, balk, and then year. All right. So Dave Stewart led the list with 16 balks in 1988. I'm just going to read out the the years for you as as we go through this. So the, the first year was 1988 for Dave Stewart. Second year 89, and then number three 88, four 88, 88, 88, 88, 88. 88. The number nine, Steve Carlton, 79. So Steve Carlton just really, really fucking hated throwing baseballs. And then 88, 88, 88, 88, 93, 88, 88, 88, 87, 83, 82, 89, 88 again. Like 88, 88. Oh my God, so many 1988. Like so many of these are 1988. So I have the uh, specific rule change here in front of me. Uh, So baseball official rule 8.01B, the pitcher following his stretch must A, hold the ball in both hands in front of his body, and B, come to a complete stop. In 1988, rule 8.01B became the pitcher following his stretch must A, hold the ball in both hands in front of his body, and B, come to a single, complete, and discernible stop with both feet on the ground. So it basically came or changed from come to a complete stop, but come to a single, discernible stop, so a single stop with both feet on the ground. So you know what? I can actually visualize why this would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Because in, when I, in my head, when I picture like Christy Mathewson... Or um, really any pitcher of that era, early baseball. What they would do is they would stand there looking at the signs, and then they would just kind of like loop their arms straight up over their head and go straight into their pitching, like the exaggerated windup you would expect in Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Like there was definitely no stopping, and I could see how that would be a big problem if you. Not only like are currently throwing that way, but you grew up throwing that way. Like you never stopped in between, as an idea. And I can I can hear baseball people talk about now. Like you got to keep momentum. You know, I I could I could see how like a player will get called a lot of times for that. Or even if you're in the stretch and you go to become set, and if the language is a single stop, any movement after the fact, you come to a stop again. That's a second stop. That's a bulk by definition. It, How many of these do you think were handed out by Joe West? All of them. <laughs> Every other umpire was like, eh, this is this isn't a nothing rule. It's no need to enforce this. And Joe West, you know, while eating three hot dogs to fatten himself up over the years, was like, <laughs> fuck you guys. These are the rules. This is how we're doing it. Yeehaw! <laughs> fuck you, and then Steve he fi- Carlton. Fired his six shooter in the air. <laughs> <laughs> If and Joe hit West Carlton could a game while wearing a cowboy hat with a six shooter on his hip, I have no doubt that he would. Oh, well, one hundred percent. Fucking Joe West. This is again not what I meant to talk about today. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So glad we did. Oh yeah. Um, do you have anything else on balks? <laughs> I want to go deeper. I just feel like I would need more time to like research this information to find out like more crazy information about this oh yes no the history of the bulk now sounds rather fascinating uh what is it i don't know i i I need i need to learn (laughs) 
Do you do you want to hear about the other thing I had? Um, it's pretty short. Yeah, sure. I wanted to look up uh, which player who played at least fifteen hundred games hit the fewest home runs. Okay. And I gotta I gotta say, uh, there's there's a few names here on this list I was not expecting. Really. Yes, because I was expecting this to be a lot of players I'd never heard of before who played from 1878 to 1901 because no one hit home runs back then. But I guess the thing I should have taken into consideration is that there weren't a lot of games played back then either. So I still don't know the first name, and maybe I'm, I'm, I'll be crucified for it. I'm going to look up if this guy's in the Hall of Fame or not. Uh, but the first name is Larry Parrish. I don't know him. Uh, Larry Parrish played for 14 years and, uh, not in the Hall of Fame. Do not, 15 war, do not feel bad. All right. Uh, the second name is Ian Kinsler. Really? How many, what? what? Ian Kinsler has played in 1,888 games and hit 257 home runs. Wow. Larry Parrish only one fewer home run than him, 256. That's Okay. That's something. Third fewest all time is Chase Utley. Really? Really? What the fuck? Uh, to round out the top five, then it's Tim Wallach, who I don't know who that is, and Javi Lopez. Where's Barry Bonds on this list? <sighs> I'll get there. <laughs> um, and then number six is Derek Jeter. <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. Ain't ain't that some shit? I feel like I'd, I want to know... Like, because of the variance between games played between all these guys, I kind of want to know what, like, the... So, out of the pool of players who played 1,500 games, what's the lowest home runs per game? I can very guys? easily do that for you. Um, Because, I mean, uh, I don't know how many games these guys each played over the top of their head, but if one guy played, you know... 1,501 games and hit 250 home runs, and then someone else comes in with 2,300 games and hit the same number, you know, it's a it's a big difference. Let me do uh, games divided by home runs here, just to see. All right. So, uh, I mean, let me just give that a title, and then we can sort. Gotta love Excel work on the fly. It's pretty amazing. So, Josh, while you're doing that... I uh, got it, actually. I, okay. Go ahead. I can't help but notice your George Springer jersey with the 2017 World Series Champions patch. Can yeah. you buy an asterisk patch to sew on there or oh, iron on there? <laughs> or just burn it. <laughs> effigy. You know what's funny is I didn't ever... I haven't actually considered burning it. But I thought I had a thought to myself of like, you know, huh, if I was to be the kind of guy who'd burn a jersey, this would just be perfect. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, oh, it's really just right here in my lap. Because <laughs> we've had this discussion. Oh, yeah. So what's interesting is uh, this is t- this is even more not the list I was expecting. Really? So larger number is worse right now. It means that there's more distance between your home runs hit on average. Uh, so the player with the worst uh, game to home run ratio or home run to game ratio is Brooks Robinson, the phenomenal Hall of Famer for Baltimore, third baseman. Um, 
I want to look at Brooks Robinson's actual war because I know it's good. <laughs> he played from 1955 to 1977, uh, 78.4 war. Uh, yeah, 265 home runs. That just ain't a lot, especially compared to modern day's game. Number two is Derek Jeter. Wow. Yeah. Should Derek Jeter be taken out of the Hall of Fame? He might. He hasn't in yet, but once he is, they should, yeah. 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 Okay, fair enough. Number three is Ricky Henderson. Wow. Which, I know Ricky's not known for his home run hitting in some ways, but he also did hit, like, a decent number, 297 home runs. I, I guess he just played so many more games than he hit home runs. He did 3,081 games. That's a lot of games. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so <laughs> I it's forgot so how long, many. like, how yeah. exaggeratingly long his game. Oh, fuck, dude. I just can't. <laughs> Words fucking suck. All right, who do you think had the fewest uh, home run to game ratio? Or the smallest, I should say. Barry Bonds? It's not. Barry Bonds comes in at number five on this list. Okay, okay. Number one is uh, a, a competitor of his, Mark McGuire. Wow. Mark McGuire's 583 home runs in 1,874 games. That's 3.2 uh, games per home run. So Mark McGuire is the best home run hitter of all time. He's uh, certainly up there. Next to number two. Jose Canseco. Babe Ruth. Oh, damn. Literal, actual Babe Ruth. Not quite as good as Jose Cosenco, but... Definitely not as as fun conspiracy theories. <laughs> That's definitely the area he's lacking. Conspiracy theories per nine is not great for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's number three? Sammy Sosa. <laughs> this is a rough-looking yeah. list from steroids users. Did Babe Ruth do steroids? Uh, he... I think this is uh, pretty definitive right here. I think that if they had them, he totally would have. If they were in hot dogs, he would have eaten them. Um, number three is Juan Gonzalez. Or sorry, number four, I should say. I, I don't... I don't know who that is. I don't either. He won two MVP awards, so he must have been good. Um, he played from 89 to 05, the overwhelming majority of which was with the Texas Rangers. I don't know who he is. He won... Yeah. Yeah, that's it. He he won... He, he led the league... In, he led baseball in t- home runs twice... And didn't didn't win MVP either time, but he did win two MVPs for other things. <laughs> he led the league in baseball. Sorry, he led the league in baseball. He led baseball <laughs> in home runs twice, and the year he won his second MVP, he led the he led the league in RBIs. Sure. How lame! What a boring guy. A career WAR of thirty eight point seven. Barry Bonds at number five, followed by. <laughs> oh God, this looks so bad for for Rod users. A Rod. Yeah. Albert Bell. Jose Canseco, <laughs> Ryan Howard, <laughs> Manny Ramirez, <laughs> Jim Tomey, Nelson Cruz, Ken Griffey Jr., and your boy, Harmon Killebrew. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. I remember who that is from our previous conversation. I'm going to be honest. I remember the name. I couldn't tell you what he did. He was a first baseman for the Minnesota Twins. He's in the Hall of Fame. He has one MVP award and a 13-time All-Star, 604 career wins above replacement he led the league league in a bunch of things uh, name grade oh 80 <laughs> gotta love that name uh anything else you wanted to, to, to oh for just raw home runs which really is just like the the home run leaderboard um jose it, caseco 
Where do you think he actually really? Where do you think he he lands on this list? Uh, thirteen. Also, real quick, I'm surprised Jose Canseco was on this <laughs> list because I didn't realize Jose Canseco played over 1,500 games in the MLB. Oh yeah. You know what? Like 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 I'm jet. How long do you think his career was? Uh, 1,503 games. Well, I have the actual number of games uh, in front of me. I don't know. Probably like uh, a long time. 1985 to 2001. Wow. Yeah. I know he played a game of indie ball like five years ago. (laughs) I read the same book? (laughs) Yeah. So he won an MVP. He was Rookie of the Year, two-time World Series winner, four-time Silver Slugger, six-time All-Star, 42.4 career wins above replacement. Uh, His game total, 1,877. And he played for the Oakland A's, then the Texas Rangers, then the Red Sox, then the Oakland A's again, then Toronto... Then Tampa, then New, then the Yankees, and then the White Sox. Wow, what a what a and career. then the uh, Sonoma Stompers, <laughs> the Sonoma Stompers. Uh, yeah, go, fucking go figure, man. What do you I think am is a career? Still convinced that like he would just switch jerseys with his twin brother while playing for the Athletics to get more at bats. Does he have a twin brother? Yeah. I don't know if they're twins, but like they're brothers that played together. Are you sure it's not his bash brother, Mark McGuire? Yeah, I'm fairly sure. Jose! And I'm Mark. <laughs> great, great video on Netflix. Oh, I need to get the chance. The best 35 minute music video I've ever seen. I remember I watched it. Um, you always remember where you watch these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I watched it in Kansas City. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Matt. Matt I wasn't and I there, were, but I remember talking about it. Matt and I were there for the Yankees Royal Series, and it was pouring rain that night, and we needed something to watch. And we saw this, and we we're like, "Oh, like, I wonder what they did." Like, it's like we figured it'd have a plot. <laughs> we figured there'd be a general. It wasn't. It was. It was a 35-minute music video surrounding this. Just not even the saga, really, but like just some basic facts. <laughs> yeah, like about the Bash Brothers. It's in like. The 80s. They pulled a random topic out of a hat, and they're like, all right, this is what our album is going to be. And it's phenomenal. Oh, I love it. It's so good. I might watch it again sometime soon. I've seen it like three times. It's so... The production value is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look look out for that on Netflix. Today's episode is sponsored by Hulu. Um, (laughs) No, that's it. That's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, we can uh, wrap this bitch up. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. And until Thursday, y'all are going. Bye.